Welcome to Advancing the Agenda. I'm your host, Michael Abramson, and today's topic is the race for the Republican candidate for the 6th District of Georgia. We are lucky to have a special guest today, Jake Evans, who is one of those Republican candidates. Jake, welcome to the show. Good to be here, Michael. It's a pleasure as always. Well, great. Uh, and just to let the viewers know, the 6th District is northwest of Atlanta. Uh, for the past four years, it's been represented by Democrat Lucy McBath, but for the previous 30 years, it was in Republican hands with such notable uh, representatives as Newt Gingrich, Johnny Isaacson, and Tom Price. What I want to do today is briefly read the bio with Jake, which Jake gave me. We're going to run through some issue questions that I've given Jake beforehand because I'm going to be giving these questions to every candidate that we interview so that the listeners can compare them equally, and then also just run through some topics about Jake. So I'll start with the, the bio. Jake Evans is a bold, unafraid, conservative trailblazer, ready to deliver the great American comeback that echoes the Republican Revolution of 1994 from the same congressional seat held by Speaker Newt Gingrich. Jake has served the Republican cause his entire life, from attending political events and knocking on doors for Gingrich's campaigns, to serving as the president of the Atlanta Young Republicans and taking on countless leadership roles at Republican district and county conventions. As a successful attorney, Jake has fought electoral fraud, fought for the counting of only legal votes during President Trump's reelection in Pennsylvania, all the way to the US Supreme Court, and fought for religious liberties and for our churches. He's the only Georgia lawyer to successfully overturn two elections in the same race. Jake is the current chairman of the Republican National Lawyers Association's Georgia chapter, which has the core mission of furthering election integrity. While others give lip service to election integrity, Jake has delivered it. As chairman of Georgia's State's Ethics Commission, Jake drained the swamp by holding politicians of both parties to the highest standards required by state law. He cracked down on corruption, enforcing fines on dark money groups, supporting fake Governor Stacey Abrams, and on former DA Paul Howard and Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms. A native Georgian, Jake grew up in Lithia Springs, attending public schools in his entire life, including the University of Georgia, for both his undergraduate and law degrees. In early 2021, he married his wife, Bailey, also an Atlanta attorney, and they live in East Cobb. So Jake, our first question is, aside from wanting a Republican to represent Georgia's sixth district, why did you decide to run for Congress? Sure, Michael, and I, I appreciate that, that intro, uh, and I appreciate the opportunity to join you today. Uh, I'm running because we, we have got to take back this country um, and we need a new uh, generation of conservative leadership in the sixth district and, and I think across the country. Uh, if you look at what's going on um, and, and most recently with the Virginia races, you can tell where the voters currently stand and we're no longer talking about increasing the minimum wage by 25 cents. I mean, we are talking about fundamental changes to the fabric of this country. We're talking about uh, oppressing or creating fake rhetoric that uh, one 
child oppresses another child. We're talking about eliminating a centuries old filibuster. We're talking about opening the border wide open. Uh, we're talking about creating an inflationary crisis by giving uh, big government handouts and disincentivizing people to work. Uh, and the reality is the people are ready for change. Uh, as I said, the results last week showed that the people are ready for change. And we have got to get back to the principles that made America the greatest country on earth. But we've got to do it in a bold and unafraid fashion. Uh, I think there have been too many weak-kneed Republicans that haven't stood up for what I believe is not only Republican values, but American values. And so I launched this candidacy running a bold, unafraid, America first campaign to get back to doing what America does great. And I'm going to sell and deliver for the American people by providing security for our people, education for our children, liberty for our rights, and limited government for our country. So what do you feel are your greatest qualifications and strengths? Mm -hmm. Well, first and foremost is, is being bold and unafraid and delivering results for the people. So uh, throughout my legal career, and, I, and I've been practicing now for around 10 years, I started out taking bold cases uh, and defending conservative values. As you said earlier, I've defended uh, churches and fought for religious liberties against liberal cities that discriminate uh, against Judeo-Christian uh, values, and I've done that very proudly, and I've delivered. I've won those cases. Uh, I have fought for election integrity before it was a main, mainstream issue, and I won. Only Georgia, only lawyer in Georgia history to successfully overturn two elections in the same race. I have fought for election integrity representing the Pennsylvania a House Republican caucus all the way before the United States Supreme Court in the face of the strongest headwinds of the media saying that all of it was a big lie when it wasn't a big lie. Uh, and I chaired Georgia's Ethics Commission uh, fighting against corruption, fighting for campaign finance transparency in this state against powerful politicians like Stacey Abrams, like Keisha Lance Bottoms, like Paul Howard. Uh, and so what America needs is they need politicians that are going to stand up to the establishment, that are going to stand up to the swamp, that are going to shake things up, and they're going to deliver for the American people and not go along to get along. And that's exactly what I've done throughout my career in a trailblazing fashion. That's exactly what I'm going to do in Washington, D.C. So if you could talk maybe a little more specifically about what you bring from your professional background, what and maybe I guess what skills or maybe we've already sort of covered that in the previous question. Yeah, sure, sure. Well, you know, I'm a trained lawyer, um, and, and I think we need more lawyers in Congress. We need more good lawyers in Congress, and uh, I want to get on the Judiciary Committee. That'll be one of my big focuses when I'm a freshman member of Congress, uh, because I don't think we have enough good Republican lawyers that are willing to fight for conservative values. And if you look what happened last year in November, um, with what happened with the mass amount of election fraud is, there was not enough conservative lawyers willing to step up, put themselves out there and fight for what's right. That's exactly what I've built my career on. Uh, using my legal skill sets and critical thinking skills, that's exactly what I'll be doing up in DC. Uh, and I'll be doing it in a very proud fashion. And what about uh, from your volunteer background, the skills you bring from that? You've talked about you know, your time on the Ethics Commission um, and Republican Lawyers Association. Maybe you can talk a little bit more about that. Mm -hmm. There are a few candidates in this country that have given more to the conservative movement than I have. I grew up in it, uh, literally grew up in it, knocking on doors, showing up to barbecues, showing up to 
um, mass precinct meetings, county meetings, state meetings, chairing the Atlanta Young Republicans, growing that to the largest chapter in the nation, winning the large chapter of the year, the state chapter of the year, the man of the year. Uh, so I have devoted my life to the conservative movement. I've devoted my life to making sure the Republicans up and down the ticket get elected. Uh, I am the most convicted candidate you are ever going to meet. I believe to my core that the Republican values of fiscal responsibility, uh, of, of respecting the fact that we are a nation under God. Uh, these are principles that we need to be proud of. These are principles that we need to fight for. Uh, and so I have shown that through thousands and thousands of hours. And now I'm putting myself forward because I know that I'm uniquely positioned to take back this district. We'll be winning this district and defeating Lucy McBath and helping deliver the great comeback to retake America in 2022. Okay, that's a great segue about uh, Congresswoman McBath, the incumbent. If you could just talk a little bit about about what you think about her performance and why she needs to be defeated. Mm -hmm. uh, McBath at Lefty Lucy has done an, an awful job. At, at the end of the day, McBath is beholden to one group of people and that's her donors. Her voting record is one of the most radical voting records in Congress. Uh, she votes almost directly in line with Nancy Pelosi, who's from one of the most liberal congressional districts in this country. And the reason why she does it is because she doesn't represent the people of the sixth district. She represents the donors that she's dependent on in order to continue winning elections. And that's about as swampy as you're going to get. And that is everything that's wrong with Washington DC, which is members of Congress, who are beholden to special interests and don't vote in law in line with the representatives and the people of their district. My campaign is anything but that. My camp campaign is a, is a campaign for the people. It's a campaign based upon the American First agenda. It's a campaign based upon bold conservative values, even though they may not be in style with a lot of our establishment. Uh, they're in style with the people, and that's what we got to give back to proudly defending, and that's what I'll be doing. Great. I, I want to cover your positions on various issues. I have seven categories and I'm really just, I want to make it as broad as possible. I'm, I'm going to give you sort of the general topic and it would be great if you could discuss the importance of the topic and then what your plans are to address it. Um, and we'll start with, we'll start with the economy. Sure. Um, just, just generally or? Just sort of generally your, your views on where we are and sort of plans that you have on it. Sure, sure. Well, I am a pro-business, less regulation, lower taxes candidate. Uh, th those type of principles are what made America the greatest country on earth. We are the shining beacon on the, on the hill for many, many reasons. But one of the biggest reasons is we are a pro-entrepreneurship, pro-hard work, pro-risk-taking type of economy. You know, in the United States of America, at least the way it used to be, that if you worked hard, if you persevered, if you took risk, if you performed, you could reach the highest of highs. And that's what the American dream is all about. But that American dream is under attack. We, we now have an inflationary crisis brought on by Biden's massive spending sprees. We're talking about last year, um, in a very unique year, we had to spend a lot of money, but now he is continuing that spending by giving more massive government handouts and now talking about a $3.5 trillion uh, alleged infrastructure bill that pays people not to work. That is very important for many, many reasons. First reason is mass spending 
decreases the purchasing power of the dollar, which increases inflation, which is a regressive tax on our middle class and our lower class. We cannot allow that to stand. We've got to get back to fiscal responsibility. Um, we've got to get back to less spending, lower taxes, less regulation, stimulating our economy. Under President Trump, uh, we had some of the best economic numbers this country has ever seen from un unemployment numbers dropping to all-time lows across the board. Uh, and so we've got to get back to that. The supply chain crisis is another one. We're paying people not to work and disincentivizing people to actually show up to the job creates massive issues across the planet. Uh, and the current issues that we're looking at with the supply chain crisis are a perfect example of that. Whenever you force people to stay home for long periods of time, it's going to create serious issues. And that's what's happened. We've got to get people back to work uh, and we've got to get people. Americans back to doing what they do best, which is showing up to the job, performing at the highest level, and that separates the, us from the rest of the world. And we can't do what Biden's trying to do, which is turn America into the rest of the world. We need to turn the rest of the world into America. Yeah, we're definitely seeing the supply chain crisis play out at grocery stores and department stores where, where goods are just not not there. Um, it's uh, something that something that's sort of unique to what to the time, to the times. I guess the second issue is a general good Republican issue of uh, taxes and what your views are on both the individual tax rate and the corporate tax rate. Sure, well, I, I don't support increasing taxes. I do not support increasing taxes under any circumstances. We need to do everything we can to reduce government spending, reduce government bureaucracy in Washington, D.C., decentralize the amount of control and agencies that are in D.C. and actually create agencies at the federal level that are representative of the overall country. In Washington, D.C., they vote 98 percent Democrat, overwhelming. And those that centralized uh, bureaucracy is a bureaucracy that controls our country at the federal level. So I think we Even need to geographically decentralize it. Um, so both for individual and corporate taxes, I'm never going to be in favor of it. I'm fully in favor of looking into a flat tax, something to greatly, greatly simplify uh, our tax code, reduce compliance costs for small businesses, because I think that that is the pathway forward uh, for us to continue energizing the strongest economy on the planet and keeping it that way. So what, can you sort of clarify what that 98% I didn't quite follow that. Yeah, so in both 2016 and 2020, the metropolitan D.C. area voted 98% for Hillary Clinton uh, and Joe Biden and 2% for Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. So the, the uh, ideological breakdown in Washington, D.C. is overwhelmingly left, yet the people that live in Washington, D.C. are the people that work in the bureaucracies, which control all of our departments, which run the country. So it really affects affects yeah. what's going on in these agencies. That's right. The deep state is a real thing. That's a that's a very interesting, interesting statistic. I've never heard anyone anyone bring that up, but very interesting. Uh, the third issue is I think what a lot of people is concerned about is, you know, COVID-19 and the coronavirus, you know, still still going, we're still seeing the, the devastating, devastating effects from it. Um, if you could just talk a little bit about 
that in general, and then we'll go on the subject of vaccine mandates and mask mandates and your position there. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, COVID-19 was a, a once in a century pandemic. Uh, it happened in, in a year which was in a, in a, in a re-election year for President Trump. And I think it greatly affected um, a lot of the races up and down the ballot. I think that what you saw in Virginia is foretelling of what's going to happen in 2022. But it also shows that last year, in many respects, was an aberration. Uh, Operation Warp Speed uh, was a miraculous um, project which helped deliver some of the best vaccines and one of the in the most needed times that our world has ever seen. And President Trump did a great job delivering that. Uh, I am 100% opposed to vaccine mandates. I'm 100% opposed to mask mandates. Uh, I am not opposed to vaccines and I'm not opposed to masks. But what I, I am in favor of is creating the liberty, personal liberty for individuals to make choices for themselves based upon their own circumstances, knowing what their health risks are, knowing what their vulnerabilities are and determining what's best for them. And I want to respect that person's ability to make that decision and not create mandates at the state or federal level. And that's something that I will wholly support and fully support going forward, which is personal liberties. That's what this country is founded on. And that's what we should be proud to protect. Okay. Our, our fourth issue is, is crime in America and crime in Atlanta. Uh, and the district is, you know, obviously northwest of Atlanta, but there are a lot of people from your district who come to Atlanta for, for recreation, they come for, for work, and Atlanta has just been devastated by the crime rate. Um, shootings, murders, rapes, assaults, basically every category of crime is up. And we see this in large cities across the country. Um, what, what would you like to do as a, as a congressman to address that issue? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we got to get back to back in the blue. Yeah, we've got to get back to respecting and empowering our police officers, uh, our border security agencies, agents. Uh, what, what happened last year, in very large part, was a testament to Keisha Lance Bottoms and her failure of leadership. She was blaming all of the crime on the police officers who are the people that keep our community safe. There are very few jobs that are harder, that are more thankless than being a police officer, putting your life on the line for a community, and even worse, a community that last year didn't respect the police officers doing that. And so what happened, we had mass resignations. We had police officers that weren't doing their jobs at the highest level. Why would you be willing to risk your life for a community that doesn't appreciate or respect what you do? So we have got to get back to respecting and empowering our police officers. That's something that I'm going to be 100% proud of. The BLM movement is a movement that we have to 100% hold accountable. A lot of the ideologies and the principles, a part of that movement is something that is very dangerous. It's anti-American, it's anti-democratic, and it's something that we have to condemn at the highest level. Uh, and I will continue to fight for our police officers and our communities and keeping them safe. Okay. And then tying into, I guess, a little bit about what we talked about Black Lives Matter, let's, let's go into education, um, specifically what you want, if you have any thoughts on improving the schools in general, and then uh, the critical race theory um, being taught, taught in schools. Sure. Well, the, the sixth congressional district is one of the most educated di districts in this country. 
The sixth congressional district has some of the best schools in this state, and I would argue in the country. We are, I am, and I think as a district, we need to be very proud of the schools that we have, uh, but it doesn't come without hard work. It doesn't come without uh, dedication. Uh, so we've got to empower teachers. I'm for a free market voucher program, uh, which allows and injects free market principles to enter our public education system. And it returns the choice to the family and not the federal government to pick where their kids go to school. Uh, I am 100% opposed to critical race theory or any of this divisive theories that is now entering the public school system. If we're going to, the taxpayers are going to pay to educate our future generations we do not need to be indoctrinating them. We need to be educating them. And that's something that we need to fight for and fight for the choice of our education to be with the American family and not the bloated American government. Okay. And let's move now to sort of two international, well, international and adjacent issue and then an international issue, but let's talk about immigration and the border. Um, views on illegal immigration and views on, on legal immigration? Sure. Well, I'm in favor of finishing the wall. I'm in favor of getting control of the crisis that we have at the border. Every town in America is a border town. Every town in America is endangered in some way by letting mass amounts of illegal immigrants to cross the border, many of which who are up to nothing but bad things. Uh, and we have to protect the law and order that this country is based on. And we also have to create a merit-based immigration system, which is we are a country of Im immigrants. I will always be in favor of immigrants coming to this country to better this country because it's something that's going to enable America to hit the next level of success. But we need to do it in a merit-based way. And that is not just a way that is based upon uh, what I would call academic elitism, which is we only want doctors and lawyers to come. We want people with technical skills because that those are some of the most needed skills in this country. Uh, so we have got to get control of the crisis at the border by finishing the wall, empowering our border agents. We also have to re-employ a merit-based immigration system, which invites people to enter this country the right way and also brings in the most productive members of society, which will continue the resurgence of America. And that's something I'll fight for as a congressman. And then our last issue topic is, is foreign policy. Uh, specifically we want to talk about our, our withdrawal from Afghanistan and the consequences therein. And then also what we're, what we're going to do with the, the rise of China. Yeah. Two very, very important questions. Uh, first of all, we, we have to reinstate America as a country to be respected across this planet. As Ronald Reagan said, a stronger America leads to a more peaceful world. I support that 100%. Biden and Lefty Lucy have demonstrated uh, that they are going to be anything but effective leaders. I mean, Biden, from an international stage standpoint, has failed America in almost every turn. You've got what happened uh, in Cuba with the Cuban government impressing the human rights of the people. Uh, Biden did nothing to step up. You've got what happened in Israel with Hamas, an Iranian-backed terrorist group launching in hundreds and hundreds, even thousands of missiles simultaneously in order to try to 
penetrate the Iron Dome to hurt our, our closest ally in the Middle East. And then you've got what happened in Afghanistan, which is Joe Biden wanting to have a photo op of all the soldiers coming home on September 11th and bringing out, uh, removing the soldiers before we remove the civilians from Afghanistan, endangering both allies in Afghanistan and also endangering our very own Americans. Complete failures of leadership at the most basic fundamental level. And China um, is a perfect segue into the second part of your question. Uh, China is becoming more emboldened. Look at what they're doing in, in Taiwan. Taiwan is our pro-democracy uh, ally in the South China Sea. Um, China wants to reunify uh, Taiwan with the motherland, the mainland. Um, and so what they're doing is now getting more aggressive by the day, flying more planes, selling more ships uh, across the Taiwan Strait. And it is because they view America is a weakened America under the leadership of Joe Biden. And so we have got to view China for exactly what it is, which is an existential threat on this country in this world. And we've got to re-empower and invigorate America for what it always is and should be, which is the greatest and strongest country on, our, on the world. And that's something that I'll fight for and something I don't think can be taken seriously enough. Okay, well, those are, those are great uh, descriptions of your views on the issues. I uh, want to talk to you a little bit about just sort of your points in your background, which, which I sort of found interesting, I think, the, uh, and relevant. I think the listeners will as well. And the first would be your, your role as chairman of the Georgia State Ethics Commission. What, what exactly is that commission and, and what did you do there? And I understand it has a new name. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it's uh, the official name is the Georgia Transparency and Campaign Finance Commission, but everyone calls it the Georgia State Ethics Commission. And uh, what it does is it oversees campaign finance laws and enforces them in Georgia. So the filings of politicians, the filings of lobbyists, the filings of candidates and, and elected officials. And so as chairman of that agency, I led that agency. It was a historically plagued agency. It seemed like it just could not get uh, get out of its own way and just had controversy after controversy. I came in and became chairman. I got a new executive director. We created an aggressive pro-enforcement agency, uh, which enforced the law and it ensured that we would have transparency and campaign finance in Georgia, which is exactly what the people need and deserve. Right. And so in that role, as you said, uh, we, we held accountable dark money groups uh, supporting Stacey Abrams. We held Keisha Lance Bottoms accountable. We had held, held Paul Howard accountable. We held Republicans accountable. Uh, and that, that is something that I'm very, very proud of is to show that uh, I had the courage, I had the ability to take on the powerful establishment politicians and put the people first by ensuring that they knew where money flowed in Georgia politics. Okay. Well, at the top of the interview, you talked about one of the reasons that, that you are running is that you're sort of a part of a new generation of Republican leadership. Um, and I think it ties into your role as the former president of the Atlanta Young Republicans. Can you talk about that and sort of how you've, you've reached out to, to individuals becoming excited about becoming Republicans and, and getting them interested in politics? Absolutely. Well, what we need to continue to engage and energize our young people. 
Uh, millennials now, I believe, are the voting largest voting block in this country. Um, and we need more younger candidates to step forward, to put themselves forward and run for the conservative cause. I don't think we have enough of them. The reality is people are attracted to people that look like them. It's just an underlying, underlying psychological proclivity. Um, I've launched this race running, as I've said, a bold, unafraid, trailblazer, conservative campaign. And that is not just a message that resonates with older folks. This is a message that resonates with everyone, including teenage level people, college level people. I have gotten so much reception, so much engagement from people at those levels. And those are the exact type of voters that we need as a party to engage, energize, and get to the polls to vote for the conservative movement. The great comeback to retake America is on. Uh, and I've got supporters at every level and the folks at the young level, uh, I think are gonna help continue to deliver the momentum that we get this country on the, the right track. And then the, I guess the last topic is you were the, you're, you're the current chair of the Georgia chapter of the Republican National Lawyers Association. And then in your private practice, you have represented politicians in the fight for election integrity. If you could talk about that and, and really its importance coming up in the both 22 and 24. Well, the, in order to have a flourishing democracy, you have to have public confidence in elections. If the public does not have confidence in elections, democracies can tip. That is a very, very important reality. And the reality is the ultimate decision maker and whether confidence in elections exist is the people, it's not the politicians. And so we constantly, the fight for election integrity is not an issue that only comes up at election time. It's an issue that should come up every year. We should constantly be trying to create a positive evolution of our election laws to ensure that it's easy to vote and it's nearly impossible to cheat. That should not be a controversial issue. I have seen uh, voter fraud at the court level. I've proven it. You know, these are the, the cases that I've overturned are not cases based upon speculation. These are cases where we went into a court of law with the rules of evidence and we pr proved that more voter fraud occurred in those elections than decided the elections and the cases were overturned. And so for me, this is not something that I have been fighting for because it's a politically expedient topic. I was fighting for it in 2018. I was fighting for it uh, last November at the highest level before the, the most powerful court in this country uh, to ensure that our public would have confidence in elections. And I don't think that's something that should be controversial, but I think it shows the voters that I am not gonna be a candidate I'm not going to be a member of Congress that's going to go along to get along. I'm going to be a member of Congress that's going to make a splash, that's going to fight for the everyday voter of the 6th Congressional District up in D.C., up in the swamp, and deliver for them just like I've done my whole career. Well, this has been great, Jake. Really appreciate you taking the time and, and uh, your, your detailed answers to all these questions. Uh, give you the last few minutes to tell people how to how to get involved in your campaign and if there's any any news on the campaign front that you want to share. Absolutely. Well, we, we've we had big momentum on the campaign front. Uh, we've gotten endorsements from Speaker Newt Gingrich, Congressman Bob Barr, former ambassador, national security 
Council Member Rick Grinnell, uh, Mark Burkhalter, former Speaker of the House, Atlanta Tea Party, the list goes on and on. Uh, but what's most important to me is getting the endorsement of the voter. Uh, and I'm working hard every day, uh, meeting so many people across the 6th District. And, and my message is resonating. The people want and deserve a fighter, uh, an unafraid fighter, a trailblazing fighter. That's exactly what I'm campaigning on. That's exactly what I'm going to deliver. I hope everyone will join me in my movement. My website is jakeevans.org. Uh, there you can join my team. Uh, I also encourage everyone to, to do 10 things for me. They can give me uh, 10 tens, which is $100, uh, and they can talk about me to 10 different people. Spreading the word one by one, dollar by dollar, is what's going to help retake this country. The great American comeback is on, just like we delivered in 1994 through the 6th Congressional District. We're going to deliver it in 2022, and it's a blessing for me to be the messenger to help make it happen. Well, thanks again, Jake. We really appreciate it. Uh, we hope you come back. And um, I look forward to speaking with everyone next time on Advancing the Agenda.